Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We've had a successful fast in Jesus' name. And welcome to MiracleInternetChurch.com. Amen. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We're so happy that you could join us. I'm Pastor Sabrina. And we encourage you to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage. And our web page is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. We encourage you to invite your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, whomever the Lord has placed in your sphere of influence to join us. Everyone needs to hear the word of God. Everyone needs to know more about Jesus Christ. It is certain that if you were born here, you're going to die. And when you die, then the judgment, then you meet the Lord face to face. So certainly we all want to be prepared for that moment. Amen. And so everyone should find it of interest to listen to the word of God and hear what God has to say. Amen? Praise the Lord. Uh, Some may find it more interesting than others, but nonetheless, everyone needs to hear the word of God. Everyone needs come into contact with the presence of the Lord. Everyone needs to perceive his presence. Amen? It's not a suggestion. It's a need. We were designed to need God. And so everyone needs to hear from God, everyone. So please um, encourage people to join us, amen? Encourage them. And so we thank you, one and all, for joining us this evening. God has a wonderful word for us. And we are encouraged by the work that God accomplished in us in this last fast. Uh, I believe that you're going to see some changes. I'm not going to tell you what they are. You'll have to find out from the Lord. I believe, though, you're going to see some changes. Your binding and loosing makes a difference in your own life. Praise the Lord. So we look forward to hearing about all the things that God did in the weeks to come. Amen? Praise the Lord. This is still baptism season here. And if you would desire to be baptized, you will need to contact Brother Bill in the chat room um, while we are live on the air, or you may email me at gproom at outlook.com. And by all means, leave your name, gproom at outlook.com. We want to encourage you to consider baptism 
if you have come out of the world and you're ready to be fully committed to Jesus Christ. Amen? We want you to consider that. And we would pray that you would seek the Lord concerning that. Amen? During the warm months, uh, we do baptisms. We don't do it during the cold months, just the warm months. And so as long as it's uh, seasonably warm here, we encourage those of you who desire uh, to contact us about being baptized. Amen? Now, if you're a new listener, uh, we encourage you to come into our chat room and meet all the saints. Our chat room is located on our webpage. And again, our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Uh, Click that link. It'll take you to another page. Choose Guest. Then sign in using your own name. Press enter, and then go to the bottom of the page and say hello to everyone, and everyone will say hello to you. Amen? We're very friendly and accepting and loving, and we would hope that you would uh, uh, avail yourself to our graciousness. Amen? And if you're one of our regular listeners, God bless you. Wonderful, wonderful. Keep encouraging people to come up and listen. The day is soon approaching where people are not going to be able to truly hear the word of God unless they know where to go. It's pretty much there already. And many of the, uh, even online ministries, not just to mention the mega churches, uh, the gospel is so watered down that uh, it's hard for you to be become a strong Christian in Jesus Christ. See, there's not enough word in them to anchor them. You know on those big ships, like the ones the Navy uses, they have these huge anchors. Well, the word of God anchors you in Jesus Christ. And if you don't have the word of God in you, you're going to go adrift. If you have not established a deeper than shallow relationship with the Godhead, it's easy for you to go adrift. And nowadays, it's hard to hear the gospel. Most people that come to church or that go to church have never read the entire Bible from Genesis through Revelation. They've never done that in their entire lives. Neither have they been introduced to many of the scriptures that you all know because you're affiliated with this ministry. They don't know anything about the miracle working power of God. They don't know anything about him healing. There are a lot of Christians that are like that. They don't know much because they're not taught much. So consider yourself fortunate because the word of God is taught to you. Amen? 
The word of God is taught to you. Amen? You hear what God has to say. You don't get a warmed over word. You get a live word. Amen? And it's a progressive live word. It's connected to the previous sermon and to the sermon before that and to the sermon before that. So I pray that you grow to treasure what you have here because the day is coming. Jesus said, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? You can't have faith apart from the word of God. There are people who think they have faith, but they really don't because they're not anchored in the word of God. In order to have faith, you've got to have the word. Amen? Faith cometh by hearing, and that by the word of God. So we want to encourage you to continue with us as we grow in faith together. It does not matter how young a Christian you are or how long you've been with the Lord. There is always more growth. None of us have made the grade all the way, but we're closer than we were before. We're changing. We're not the people that we were last October or last December. We've changed in Christ. We have actually grown and matured some. So I want to congratulate you on your growth. I want to congratulate you on your continuance, to congratulate you on your ability to finish a fast, amen, to go all the way through, and to continue growing in the Lord. Amen? You should congratulate yourself as well. Praise the Lord. It's an accomplishment. There are people who have never made it this far that have been going to church for over 50 years. So you should congratulate yourself because you put in the hard work. Yes, it's hard work. It's it's very tedious. It, there's a lot to it. It's not just, oh, Jesus, forgive me for all my sins and that's it. No, there's more to it than that. So congratulate yourself that you have made it this far. Thank the Lord for the grace that will take us the rest of the way. Amen? Because we're going to need grace. If you have not noticed, this world is in a state of madness. People are literally behaving as though they're completely insane. And it's everywhere all over the world. It's everywhere over the world. It's not just in one place. It's everywhere. Every nation is in turmoil. Every town. I recently read about a town in the U.S. 
where the entire police force has resigned. Entire police force has resigned. So trouble is everywhere. Amen? Trouble is everywhere. There's no place that you can run to. There's no place to hide other than in Christ Jesus. That's all. It doesn't matter what nation you live in, what state you live in, what town or city that you live in. Trouble is everywhere. Crime is everywhere. Lawlessness is everywhere. And so you need Jesus Christ to be with you everywhere. Amen? Amen. You don't need some fake uh, Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost at all. Some religious spirit instead of the true spirit of the living God. Amen? So I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on with us. You see, remember the the story about the virgin. There were five who were wise and five who were foolish. And the foolish ones weren't prepared. Their vessels were not filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Their vessels were not filled with the Spirit of God. So when the bridegroom did come, they weren't there. They were off trying to find something to put in their vessel. But saints, we want to be prepared for that time. We don't know the moment that the Holy Spirit will take the church out of the earth. But we want to be prepared. We want to be prepared. So we're going to keep seeking the Lord. We're going to keep fasting. We're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep growing. Because that's what he wants us to do. Amen? Amen. We're going to keep having, you know, praying for these adjudications. This is our part. This is part of what he wants us to do as a ministry, to present prayer requests before his throne so that he can judge. That's what he wants to do. Amen? So we have a vital role in how history turns out. And we're going to do our part. We're not going to be negligent. We're going to stand in the love of God. We're going to stand in the faith of God, and we're going to do what God has called us to do. We're going to be who God called us to be. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep fasting. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep warring against the devil because this is our part. Amen? You know, if you don't participate 
you don't get the reward at the end. And I do believe the last time I I talked to you about this, you all indicated to me that you wanted your reward. So that being said, we need to continue doing what God has given us to do. And when he gives us more, we will do more. Amen? Amen. He has prepared us and taught us and trained us enough to do this part. And he's using it. He's using it. Amen? We're not going to be those people who stick their heads in the sand, who close their eyes and close their ears and don't want to know this and don't want to know that. No, we're going to be circumspect, not foolish, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. We're not going to walk around like we don't know that there's something going on over there. We're just going to just leave politics and everything else that's going on in the world. We're just going to leave that to God. We sure are going to leave it to him. We're going to uh, present him with prayer requests, and we're going to ask for his adjudication. But we're not going to go into denial, and we're not going to go into retreat. Amen? We are not going into denial, and we're not going into retreat. We're woke, all right. This part is not the sleeping giant. This is the warring giant. And we're praying that the rest of the body of Christ decides to join us because we all need to be in this war together. There's a reason it's called spiritual warfare, because it is a war. It is indeed a war. And it's a war on every front at the same time. There is no hiding place. Is no hiding place. Amen? There's no demilitarized zone. There's no place for you to say, well, you know, I really don't want to know anything about it. Well, My dear, when you go in the grocery store and those shelves are empty, you're faced with the truth. You're faced with the facts. You can't pretend there's food there when there is none. So I want to encourage you to keep standing with us, keep adding your agreement to the prayers in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, keep praying in your prayer language, keep growing, Keep binding your own demons and loosening the word of God over your life. You'll see a miraculous change. Amen? You'll see a miraculous change in you. And when you run into people who declare that they're Christians, and in about five minutes you can determine where they're not, you can give them a word of encouragement, and tell them where they can find the real Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Amen. So let's remember who we are and where God has brought us from. You know, we have accomplishments in Christ that we actually ought to be proud of. He's proud of us. He's heard our prayers, and he's answering. How do you know? We've got all this turmoil going on because God is moving. He's moving in response to our prayers. He's, re- he's moving in response to our agreement. He's moving in response to all the adjudications that we've been doing all this time. He is not turning a deaf ear to us. Our fastings matter before the throne of God. So we're going to keep doing what God has called us to do. And we're not going to back up and we're not going to back down. Amen? Amen. So with that said, Let's um let's go before the Lord our God in prayer. Amen. God has been so good to us. So many of us have had miracles that we didn't even know we could get before you came here. You didn't know God would do that for you. But now you do, and it's made all the difference in your life. Amen. Tell others the difference that it has made in your life. Amen? Amen. You know, pastor has to uh, believe God for changes in everybody's life in the whole ministry. That's right. Pastor has to believe God for the changes that he wants to see in everybody's life in this ministry. That's everybody around the globe that is rightly related to this ministry. Everyone, not to mention myself included. Amen? So remember that. When you email me and it's taking me a little while to get back to you, be patient. Pastor has a lot of people to respond to. This is an international ministry. We are in over 100 countries besides, in addition to the United States of America. Pastor has a lot of people to talk to. Just be patient. Pastor's coming to you. Your answer might require more time than someone else's. So just be patient. God calls us to patience. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And there are some of you that need to write me but have not. That's right. Let's go on and talk about that. There are some of you that need to write me at gproom at outlook.com, but you have not done it. You have put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And God is calling you out on it tonight. Amen? Amen. So that means get on it. Praise the Lord. He's waiting. Heavenly Father, we worship you. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we can't do it without you. 
We thank you, Lord, that you are the glory and the lifter up of our heads. No matter how chaotic and mad and insane the world has become, you yourself are our peace. And we take hold of that peace, and we refuse to let go. We will have peace no matter what happens on this planet. We will have peace no matter what adversity comes our way. We will have peace no matter who is in charge or who thinks that they are in control. We will have peace because the Prince of Peace lives inside of us. The Prince of Peace lives inside of us and he is with us. When two or three of us are together in his name. He's in our midst. He's in our midst. So in spite of everything, whether the car would start or it refused, whether a bill came that we weren't expecting, or whether the government came up with some bright idea that we know is in direct contradiction to the word of God, we will have peace. We declare it positions seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we will have peace. The Prince of Peace is deep within us, and we will not let go. We're not giving up our peace for any demon anywhere in Jesus' name. Amen, we won't. It's our peace. Jesus gave it to us. He said, my peace I leave with you. So stop letting go of your peace so easily. Hold on to your peace. Keep your peace. Doesn't matter what they didn't do right at Walmart. Keep your peace. Yes, they drive crazy. They've been doing that for some time. Keep your peace. Keep your peace. God will take care of them. Keep your peace. Father, we thank you that our loins are girt about with the spirit of truth, that we have put on the breastplate of righteousness, and our righteousness is of you. And that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Thank you for the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We thank you for the helmet of salvation and for the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you that we're covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you that we're above and not beneath, and that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, we condemn. We want to thank you. We want to thank you that you're our shepherd and we won't want for anything because you have already supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you for the strength, Lord, the strength so that we can do 
all things through Christ Jesus. We have cast our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. So, Lord Jesus, we invite you once again to be the reigning Lord in our lives. We surrender and submit ourselves to you. No spirit of fear will overcome us because you have not given us the spirit of fear. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We claim our sound mind that Jesus Christ gave to us when he gave his life for us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We forbid you, Satan, to continue to militate against us successfully in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring linking angels that protect us. We thank you for the praising angels that cover us. We thank you for your ministering spirit. We thank you, Lord, for every grace and every gift and our inheritance that we have been blessed with. We thank you for our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we will not renege, Lord, promises that we have made to you. We will grow stronger so that we can be faithful to the words that we have spoken to you in prayer. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ, and we come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man, and we dethrone them all chaining them all in eternal chains in the darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, electronic and digital and technology demons, all reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, sift devils, sorcery devils and their attacks. All of these attacks we bind in Jesus' name. 
We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind controlled by the occult. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits, Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid you to operate in the name of Jesus Christ. We call for your demise in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord. We thank you and we give you praise. Hallelujah. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind all 5G and components, all EMP and EMF attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind our electricity flickering on and off during the season in Jesus' name. We forbid it to continue in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid it to continue in Jesus' name. We bind every demon that would interfere with the work of our computers, our cell phones, our equipment, our cars, our vehicles, the electronics in our home, and any other device that is used to serve us. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right to attack what belongs to us because what belongs to us belongs to God. So we bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks. We bind all the voices of the stranger and the charmer and the seducer and their attacks. We bind all targeted radio frequencies. We bind you. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals and their intent. And we bind all microwave and 5G attacks in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic. And mystic arts, we bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind all Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Asian, Indonesian, Australian, New Zealand, North American, South American, indigenous groups, tribal groups, Nomadic tribes. Groups from the Middle East. Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, 
Rukatere Boshiki Boru Kotoria Suri Kisa Tarabresa Tarabrohite Shuru Kuhora Kasa Tarabrikia. All Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all of it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Esha de Philippines. Ushamama Rege. Island group We bind the culture of corruption worldwide We bind all free-flying devils All evil spirits which take animal forms All shape-shifting spirits We bind every demon Responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, Satanic worship and witchcraft Dedication We bind all formations of bullflies And every demonic insect We bind all spiders in their webs Trapping them in their own webs We bind the transference Of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity Spirits of supplanting The gods of the people of the land The gods of the groves and every spirit that exalts Logic, human reasoning Demonic knowledge and science Against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. You will not hold us in bondage in Jesus' holy name. We bind all demons sent forth to harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, intimidate. Defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, despise, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the carnal mind in Jesus' name. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vows, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us, and all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We take authority, dominion, and power over every devil that has followed us all week long. And with the sword of the Spirit, we cut ourselves free in Jesus' name. We forbid that demon or any reinforcement to attach itself to us or to our lives in any way in Jesus' name. We send the appropriate warfare back on the heads of those devils in Jesus' holy name. Rekesite rabrisha tarabro, kesite rabrisha tarabushe kise, 
We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, ancient demons, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transgender, Zendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices. We pull you down in Jesus' name. Lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travels, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom in Jesus' name. We bind all demonic, human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. Every spirit that has come to steal from us, your thievery is bound in Jesus' name. We bind the thief. We cut off the hands of the feet in the name of Esha. We bind every con man in the name of Jesus. Break it, break it, break it, break it in Jesus' name. All divisive schemes. To cheat us out of our finances. To cheat us out of our money. To keep us from receiving our natural inheritances. We break your grip and hold. We stop your thievery in the name of Jesus Christ. All payments do us. We command you to come to us now in Jesus' name. All reimbursements do us. You are commanded to come to us now in Jesus' name. All salaries. All increases, all financial blessings of any type, we command you to come to us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of all procrastination in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you to empower, strengthen, and bless those whom you are using to bless us in Jesus' name. We ask for conviction where work has been done, but no payment has been made. No wages have been released. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, this is forbidden in Scripture to work and not be paid. Payment come now. Wages come now in Jesus' name. Reimbursement come now in Jesus' name. Rubaba 
Earnings come now. Runda da baka. Rike sita da brisha da da bro ba 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 kushe. Rise de na 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 no kushe da da brike de vidioso da da brisa. Yerki helele. Ruke te da brisha da da bre. Property that is rightly ours. We command you to come to us now in Jesus' name. Ba 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 kushe. Rike te da brusha da vidioso da da broka ba 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 kushe. Rike te da brisha da da bra. Runda da brike te vidioso da da vidioso da da brike esha da da brike all that the Lord has apportioned to us is ours now in the name of Jesus. It is ours now in Jesus' name. Satan, take your hands off our stuff now in the name of Jesus. Items that belong to us, we command you to come to us now in the name of Jesus Christ. Ehre, runda da broka, bababa bokshota, risa da da brika, da di diosola da diosota da brike. Items that we own that are covered and we cannot see them. We bind the blindness, enemy, that you sent us and we return it to you in Jesus' name. Ehre, da diosata, we command them to come uncovered in Jesus' name. Ababasha, runda da brika. Ruta da braca da da brusa le diosoto. Runda da brachi sita masha da da brota. Ba 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 rosa da da brisa da da brike. Honors that we are due. Eh, da da diosata da bre. Come to us now in Jesus' name. Rula da diosan da da brisha kisa mama mama rugo toro brisete. Isha da da promotions that we are due. Come to us now. Jesus is our promoter. Rike da da brisha da. Rike si da da brula da diosota. Runga de abrisha da broko da rizi di de rukosa rike de abrosha le diosa da broka ba 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 ushete rike de abre all recompense and reimbursement come to us now in Jesus name rula de se da broka de diosa da bre de de suta ma kushe rise da bre ke de diosa da bre yalla ha 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 runga de abrisha da bre eh la 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 sta da bre Blessings that are due us, that are being held up in the spirit realm. Father, we ask you to loose them now. Open the windows of heaven. And pour through our blessings in Saha, 
Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72, Baselec, we bind you all and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. Father, we bind the Masonic demons. We bind the Masonic demons. According to your word, that interfere with us receiving our inheritances. In Jesus' holy name, we pull them down. We pull them down. We pull them down. In Jesus' name, under the feet of Jesus, under the feet of Jesus. Wealth and abundance, wealth and abundance. Break it, break it, break it. Break it. RS refunds, RS refunds. Treasury refunds. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in the name of Jesus, including those of associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the Brotherhood, the Lodge, the Craft, the Grip, and all that pertaineth to the Masonic works in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers. Whoever needs a new job, you will find it. In Jesus' name. The Lord says, seek and you will find. And we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. 
according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Isha. The Lord says that those of you who have employment, but it is not suitable for you, he will change that if you will come to him and ask. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. The Lord says to tell everyone that he guards over our monies, not the devil. He himself. Guards over our money, not the devil. Ruka de Abrisha da Abrike de Diosula de Dia. Yes, sure, Rukola de Diosuta Abrike. E Rula de Diosuta Abrike, Asale de Yosuta Abrike, Asite Abri. Father, we ask you to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Brother Dennis, Jesus said you're going to get it. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, we oraka circumcise from ourselves all doubt, fear, and unbelief in Jesus' holy name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians wherever they may be and those that were left back in Afghanistan, in Jesus' holy name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, 
You will revive us, Lord. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Yeah, we cover our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus and the road on which we travel. We take authority, dominion, and power as we move forth in traffic, be it a vehicle, be it through the airways, be it on the water, be it beneath the sea. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority over every dream, even dumb dreams, in Jesus' name. We bind them. We return them from whence they came in the name of Jesus Christ for the wall of protection that is forever around your children in Jesus' holy name. We pull out. Every voodoo pen, every dart, all pens, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft curses, and any unusual activity in our sexual organs. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Be uprooted now. Fire of God. Consume. Fire of God. Consume. In Jesus' name, fire of God, consume. In Jesus' name, with the sword of the Spirit, with the fiery sword of the Lord, we disconnect ourselves from the source of sexual water marine devil. In Jesus' name, Yakushanda <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spear, our voodoo, witchcraft curses, and anything else being sent to us in Jesus' name. We send it right back where it came from according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We cut, burn, and sever from ourselves all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, passive agreements, active agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, and every connection with the demonic realm. We disconnect ourselves from any other religion or religious activity that is not contained for us in our covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, and God the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We break down our walls of protection around warlocks, wizards, Satanists, witches, 
nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, diviners, soothsayers, pagans, and the like. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, all witchcraft, bewitchments, jinxes, voodoo, mind control, sorcery, destruction, sickness, pain, incense and candle burning, crystals, root work, hoodoo, mind control through technology in Jesus' name. Chanting. Ungodly blessings, tribal rituals, and sin. In the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of every binding that keeps us in bondage in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit of heaviness. We release the garment of praise upon the body of Christ and Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for the work that the angels do on our behalf in Jesus' name. We give you praise. Thank you for providing for us in such a wonderful way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, saints, tonight, well, first, let's give the Lord some praise for this wonderful fast that he blessed us with. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Praise God. All righty. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 144. Psalm 144. Our verse for meditation is Ephesians 1, 6. Ephesians 1, 6. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. For those of you who are new, this number only works when we're live on the air. Amen? Praise the Lord. If you're new and you're coming up on the website through a computer or a cell phone, while we are live on the air, the only way you can hear the live broadcast as it is being recorded is to call us on your telephone at 319-527-6235 and press 1. Amen. That's area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. If you're on a cell phone of any type, you can use your browser to find our webpage, MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up across the banner, 
are three white lines against a black background. Click that link, the three white lines, not the pictures, the three white lines, and it will open all the other links to you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, there are some people who thought that they could uh, call the guest call-in number when we are off the air and talk to us. That is not possible. There are others who have called um, the place where we meet on Sunday, where the local church meets on Sunday, and thought that they could talk to us. No, you will talk to the hotel personnel, but not to us. Amen? So, we ask that if you have questions or something you need to say, to email pastor at gproom at outlook.com. That's G as in God, P is in prayer, room at outlook.com. Now, some of you are not too excited about that. But you see, I must respond to a lot of people all over the world. And this is the most effective way for me to reach as many people as possible. So we hope that you will be cooperative and understanding and email pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. So our featured ebook for tonight's worship service is Spiritual Weapons, The Believer's Battle. Spiritual Weapons, The Believer's Battle. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So the Lord wants to talk to us tonight, saints, about a very important subject. Very, very important. I can remember back when I first learned about this. Amen? I can I can remember when I first, I was so excited in the Lord. I didn't know all that I'm about to talk to you about tonight. And I found it so intriguing and so interesting and so uh, so exhilarating to know this. So I hope that you find the same joy that I discovered when I first learned about it. Amen? And for those of you that already know, I hope that you rejoice yet again, that your heart is stirred, and that you open yourself even more to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, the title of tonight's message is His Beloved. His Beloved. His Beloved, and if I do what I'm supposed to do, (laughs) we can get going. (laughs) Amen. Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 23. Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 23. You might want to put your finger there or your, your bookmark there because eventually we'll come back to this scripture again. 
Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us, even us, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles, as he has, as he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for blessing your word. Thank you for blessing your word to us. Amen. Amen. When we see beloved in the scriptures, it means dearly loved. It means dearly loved. Well, what kind of love is this, Pastor? You know, I've I've seen all kinds of things that they call love, but what is it you're talking about? Well, you know, There's that kind of sensual love that satisfies and gratifies the flesh. We're not talking about that kind. There's brotherly love, you know, between friends, but we're not talking about that kind. There is a kind of love that Jesus brings that is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's different. It's special. It's unique. Agape love is a totally selfless love. It's a selfless love. It comes from God. It's divine in origin. It is not controlled or determined by the reaction of those to whom it is released. It is a totally selfless love. It is divine. It comes from God in its origin. It's not controlled and it's not determined by the reaction of those to whom it is sent or released. It is freely given. It is freely given. This is the kind of love that compelled Jesus Christ to heal his own enemy in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
This is the kind of love that constrained Jesus Christ to taste death for every man, even the most rebellious sinner. Think about that. As terrible as some of the catastrophes are that have happened, and we think poorly of those who do such things, those who commit massacres and mass murders. Yet, Jesus died on the cross for them as well. Jesus died on the cross for Hitler. Think about that. The next time someone does something to ruffle your feathers or to get you upset, Think about that. Jesus died for Hitler, too. He died for Judas Iscariot. He died for Cain. He died for Demas. He died for everyone. Amen? This is the kind of grace-filled love that has lifted us from the dunghill and raised us up to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. This is the kind of merciful compassion that has literally poured into our lives to make us accepted in the beloved. Amen? Beloved, that term in the Bible, was first used in reference of the Lord Jesus himself. Amen? In Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 16, Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 16, and Jesus when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. The father presented the Jewish nation of that day with irrefutable evidence, both visible and audible, that confirmed the true identity of Jesus as the beloved son and affirming that the good pleasure of God Almighty rested upon him. This is an undeniable fact, but it is also just as undeniable 
that Jesus' purpose in coming was to establish us, yes, even us, in the same relationship with the Father that he had. Amen. He came to open up the relationship between us and the Father. Amen. You need to stop and just think about that sometimes, saints. That's a pretty deep thought. In his great intercessory plea for us in John, Jesus said, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Amen? Be with me where I am. In verse 21, that they all may be one. I'm in John 17. Amen? That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. In verse 24, once again, Father, Jesus prayed. I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. This petition, this prayer, that Jesus prayed is very dear to the Father. Very dear to the Father. And he prayed it near the Mount of Olives. Amen? So we can see that Jesus was not praying that all believers would be gathered with him in Gethsemane. No, not in a physical place. Jesus was referring to a spiritual place. This spiritual place related initially to paradise, where the souls of departed saints would live gloriously and with full joy in the very manifest presence of Almighty God. But this spiritual place is also a certain spiritual position, a spiritual position, a certain spiritual position of intimacy with the Father, and with power over Satan that we can live in right now while we're here on the earth. 
This spiritual place is a also a spiritual position of intimacy with our Heavenly Father and with power over Satan that we can live in right this very minute. Initially, Jesus occupied this position alone. Now, he has invited every born-again child of God to dwell with him in the secret place of the Most High, under the continual shadow of God Almighty. That's a very special invitation, saints, and none of us should turn it down. Jesus left this spiritual position of authority In this world, he ascended to heaven, and he told us to occupy until he comes. He told us to occupy until he comes. Yes, we have been commanded by God to assume a position of authority, to take over where Jesus left off, and to do this service to him for his glory. We have been so blessed. We have been so blessed. We have been linked. To the source of all light and all true love. We are actually a part of him. We're a part of him. We're not dangling out there someplace on the globe. No, we are in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. Someday you should read John chapter 17, the gospel of John chapter 17, and then believe it. It's wonderful to read it, far better to believe it, far better to believe it. Amen. In the mind of our Heavenly Father, we share complete identity with the firstborn Son. We are in Christ, and He is in us. This is an identity that no thief on the Internet can steal from you. Amen? Therefore, we are in Christ and he is in us. We are in Christ and he is in us. Because we are in him, we are in the beloved. 
we now share Jesus's identity and inherited position. The good pleasure of God now rests upon us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Ephesians. New Testament chapter 1 verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Well, this is surely a mystery unfolding. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. We are accepted. We have been accepted. In Christ Jesus We are no longer rejected We're not aliens We're not foreigners We're not strangers Not in God's kingdom We are no longer outcasts We are no longer exiles from the presence of Almighty God. Every impossible barrier has been removed. The veil that was in the temple when the Jewish people were gathered around Calvary and the Roman soldiers were crucifying Jesus on the cross. There was a veil that was in the temple that separated the people from the presence of God. It was a very big veil. It covered a large area. It was um, at least four inches thick. Four inches. That's longer than your finger. It was that thick. There was no way to see through it. Well, that veil that was before the holies of holies was rent. It was torn, torn down by God himself from the top to the bottom. That's what happened. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? That meant that now everyone from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every group, every race had access to a relationship with Almighty God. You see, for a long time, it was just the Jewish nation. He revealed himself to the Jewish nation who originally was not even a nation. He had to gather them together. But now, after Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, God opened up the relationship 
part of the kingdom. He opened up the relationship, the availability of relationship with him. And that's what it meant when that veil was torn down. God tore it down himself. People ran over there and tried to repair it and put it back up. But that wasn't right. God tore that down. It wasn't going to be anymore just the Jewish people had access to God. No, everybody, every single person. And when Jesus came back to see the disciples in Jerusalem, oh, no, in Galilee, thank you, told them to go spread the gospel everywhere. And we're still doing that work in his name. Amen? We are still doing that work. In Mark chapter 15, verse 38, Mark, the gospel of Mark, chapter 15, verse 38. For those of you who had never heard of this before, it's right there in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 15, verse 38. Mark chapter 15, verse 38. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Moreover, prior to that blessed moment, only the high priest could enter the inner sanctuary. But God changed things. The Gentile people like most of us were not even allowed in the temple area except in the court of the Gentiles. Well, who were the Gentiles? Everybody that wasn't a Jew, basically. But the middle wall of partition, that veil, torn down, and not just in a symbolic sense, but also even a, a literal sense eventually, when the blood of Jesus was shed. You see, everybody didn't have access to the holy God always. But God made a way. He's our way maker. But now everything has been drastically changed. Now all people, all men, all women, all children are accepted and welcomed into the presence of the almighty God if they approach him in sincerity, humility, and faith, believing fully in the redemptive price that Jesus paid. Let's go to Acts chapter 10 for a moment. Acts chapter 10, verse 28. Acts chapter 10, verse 
28. And he said unto them, Simon Peter speaking here, because God had to give him a revelation. Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing. It's an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. The Jews were not to mingle with those that were not of their nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Because now, through faith in Jesus Christ and his completed work on Calvary, and when he rose from the dead, he had opened access through him to our Heavenly Father. So those who were not Jews now had a chance. They had an opportunity. The Jews rejected Jesus and turned away in unbelief. All through the, the New Testament, all through the Gospels, you find places where Jesus was trying to reach the Jewish nation. He was trying to teach the Jewish nation. He was trying to gather the Jewish nation toward God. And instead of receiving him and believing him, They rejected him and tried to kill him. Well, because they turned away and because God had planned for the whole world to have an opportunity, a way was open for everybody else to come to Jesus. So in Romans chapter 9, verse 25, as he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. We have a special place of distinction. We are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. We are begotten of the word. We are presented holy and without blame before him in love. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. When we are begotten of the word, we are presented holy and without blame before him in love. According as he hath chosen us, In him, 
before the foundation of the world. That's how far back this goes. God made his choice before the foundation of the world. He chose to give us the opportunity to come to Jesus before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame. Not a sin standing in the way. Before him in love. Not just standing there, in love. Amen? Blood makes us pure. His grace makes us righteous. His blood makes us pure. His grace makes us righteous. I know that there are people who think that the list of things they don't do in life and the list of things they do in life make them righteous or unrighteous. But it's his grace that makes us righteous. Therefore, We that are saved and born again and born from above are just as accepted in the presence of the Father as Jesus, our elder brother. Those of us who remain saved are just as accepted in the presence of the Father as Jesus, our elder brother. So complete is this miracle of identification that Jesus' title, Beloved, the Beloved, has now also been transferred to us. God could well speak over the entire body of Christ saying, this is my beloved and whom I am well pleased. How? Because we are in Christ Jesus and he is in us. We have been cleansed. We have been justified just as if we never sinned. And we should never take that for granted. We are joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs? Yes. We have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. We have an inheritance with him. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. And we begin to see who we are in Christ Jesus. But ye are a chosen generation. 
a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, amen, and holy nation, a peculiar people. What makes us peculiar? We've been set aside for God. Not weird or strange, set aside for God. We are his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. We're children of the king of kings. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We've been called out of the darkness that the world lives in, into the marvelous light of his kingdom. We are just as beloved of the Father as he is. To John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, beginning with verse 22. John, chapter 17, beginning with verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. that they may be one, even as we are one. Jesus was praying to the Father, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Amen. Our Heavenly Father loves us. There's no doubt about it, and there's no questioning it. He chose to love us. Amen? He chose to love us. So all of this stuff about, I'm so lonely, and I feel so lonesome, and I don't know what to do. Would you uh, wake yourself up, please? You are love, dearly love, of Almighty God. You are His. So where do you get this, uh, this, this whining? Where? He hasn't given you whining. He's given you love. Why 
Where do you get this depression from? He has not given you depression. He's given you joy. Where do you get this, I don't feel like I belong? Well, I can tell you that you're listening to the devil and you're wandering around having a pity party in your flesh because he has given you the spirit of adoption. Amen. It is so. According, Jesus prayed that the world would fully recognize how very precious and dear we are to God. As precious, beloved, and dear to the Father as the firstborn son. It is an amazing fact, though, that many of the sons of God have not yet received this life-transforming revelation, and certainly not the world. But more and more, we are being brought to the understanding concerning this wondrous gift called grace. God's unmerited love toward us because we don't deserve it and we certainly couldn't earn it. And our hearts are increasingly being filled with praise to him. Once this beautiful truth is unveiled in our hearts and minds, We are never the same again. We become strong in faith. We become very rigid in determination. We become unshakable toward God. For we recognize our inherited position in Christ Jesus toward God. Jesus is our forerunner. He led the way. Jesus walked in deep personal communion and absolute oneness with the Father when he was on the earth. In the depth of prayer, he would address Almighty God saying, Abba, Father. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36, Mark chapter 14, verse 36, and he said, Jesus speaking, Abba, Father. Well, what does that mean? That's a term of endearment. It's the voice of the child to the parent a loving parent, a gracious parent, to us a forgiving parent. You know, I've talked about this before, that some people have a problem, 
And it's on our end of the situation, not on God's end. Understanding and receiving the father because their natural dad was either absent or not all that he should have been. But I've encouraged you to put all that aside. And walk in this new relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not judging the Father based on your prior experiences with a failed human being. That wouldn't be right. He's God, they're just dust. Amen? He's the one that made the dust. And it's up to you, saints, to choose to do that. No one can do it for you. You have to choose it. Amen? Amen. It's the truth. But it is definite that Jesus has not reserved this right of intimacy with the Father Unto himself alone No We've been given it too For the scripture Now declare That God has sent For spirit of his son Into our hearts Crying Abba Father It's the sound Of a child Calling for their dad Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. And because ye are sons through our relationship with Jesus Christ, and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your heart, into your heart, not into your brain, into your heart, crying, Abba, Father, I want my Papa. Amen? For all of you, or all of us, should I say, that have missed that loving connection of a father on the natural side. You more than, it's been more than made up for in the kingdom of God. All the love of God that you need, all the love of a father that you need, All the love of a parent that you need, our Heavenly Father provides, if you will open your heart to receive it. Every disappointment, every grief, every sorrow removed, replaced by his divine love for you. Amen. 
as regenerated sons of God, we have inherited the divine right to approach the Father in the same way Jesus did. We ask in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. In other words, we come before the throne in his righteousness, praying as he would pray and expecting to be received, expecting to be received as he would be received because we come in his name. We stand unafraid and unashamed in the presence of the Father because Jesus stands with us and in us. We stand unafraid and unashamed in the presence of the Father because Jesus stands with us and in us. His love has covered the multitude of our sins. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 says that we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. We have received the understanding of his wondrous love. We have known it. But even more so, we have received the heart revelation. We have believed it. We now realize that if he has considered us worthy to receive his agape love, then we are worthy to be included in his beloved. Crippling fear and dread despair have now left our lives, for we are being made perfect in love. In other words, we are entering into a full, complete, and mature revelation of the depth of God's love not just this surface acceptance. This perfect love erases our guilt and casts out all of our fears. This perfect love from our God erases our guilt and casts out all of our fears. It literally banishes fear. 
First John chapter 4, verse 18. First John 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. You see, when you receive the perfect love, the fear has got to go. When you receive the perfect love, the fear has got to go. There's no room for it. There's no place for it. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. But he can be. This fully developed love literally expels all fear. This is a very powerful revelation of the love that God has toward us. It should have a mighty effect, a mighty effect on our thinking and on our attitude. It quickly crushes every satanic onslaught of condemnation that comes against our mind. It swiftly conquers the torments that tear at our soul. This perfect love is a nail-scarred hand stretched forth against the storms that beat against our lives and a gentle yet commanding voice that says, Be still. The revelation of this perfecting love establishes us in perfection and in our inheritance as sons, now and forevermore. It's not temporary. In fact, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, we find these words. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is. So are we in this world. Our hearts are flooded with an inexpressible joy and an indescribable peace. This 
Because he is holy, we are holy. Because he has power over the devil, we have power over the devil. Because he has intimacy with the Father, we have intimacy with the Father. Because he is accepted, we are accepted. As he is, so are we in this world. We are not afraid anymore. We are not afraid power of sin. We are not afraid of the power of sickness. We are not afraid of success or of failure. We are not afraid of the weakness of our flesh or of the strength of the devil. We are not afraid of circumstance because we believe in the strength of humility and faith more than we believe in the strength of the adversary. We believe in the strength of humility and faith more than we believe in the strength of the adversary. We have tapped into the greatest source of power that exists or has ever existed or ever will exist. This perfect love is the supreme power and the bond of perfectness that keeps lifting us higher and higher and higher and higher still. Knowing this and believing this will give us boldness In the day of judgment. Yes, boldness in the day of chastisement. 1 John 4.17 that we just read speaks of those times in which we are brought under judgment and chastened because our walk with God is not what it should be. So join me in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Join me in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
Now, where are our eyes going to be focused? Where, church? Looking unto Jesus and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind. Don't give up, saints. Jesus didn't. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Nor faint when he uses pastor to tell you you've done something wrong or that you're not going the right way or that you still have sin in your heart or that there are demons you need to deal with. Amen. Nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. You've been received of God? Well, he's going to correct you. And sometimes there might be some punishment when you refuse to heed him. Amen. He's an excellent parent. He's the head of the parenthood ministry. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with son. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? This is available to each one of God's children. There are no exceptions, and he is not a respective person. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all, A-L-L, are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. If you never get corrected, you're not a son. Furthermore, We have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, as they saw fit. But he... For our profit, 
that we might be partakers of his holiness. To the end that we might become partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Afterwards, you get it right. You get it right. You learn your lesson. You get it right. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Don't keep going the wrong way. Get healed and straighten up. Walk in righteousness. Follow peace with all men and holiness, God's holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. Of course, it should not be necessary for God to always have to apply pressure to us in this way into surrendering our will to his. No, we shouldn't be singing, I'll do it my way anyway. We should be singing all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence, daily live. If we are sincerely grateful for the gift of eternal life, we should automatically respond by disciplining ourselves and ridding ourselves of those things that make us on every Sunday, uh, proclaim to you this scripture, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirteen. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirteen. If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. In other words, if we would take the responsibility of keeping our hearts sanctified before the Lord, God would not have to bring us under judgment. Of course, we all agree, I pray, that this is the best route to take. But regardless, we know that when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. 
we receive these words as we participate in Holy Communion Church. Knowing these things will surely give us boldness in the day of judgment, in the day of chastisement. Boldness to believe that all things really do work together for our good, for our benefit. As it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose can boldly lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. We can boldly make straight paths for our feet, knowing that God is for us, and so who and what can actually be against us? We can gladly believe that God does not want us to be condemned with the world. So he sends forth judgment unto victory. It tells us this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 20. Matthew chapter 12, verse 20. Jesus explains to us, he said, a bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. Judgment is supposed to bring forth the victory that has been paid for in the precious blood of Jesus on Calvary. When we are bruised, he will heal us. When the fire is burning low in our heart, he will rekindle it. Growing cold on the Lord? Well, go to him about it. We can praise him in every circumstance, for we are sure that when we yield to God's discipline, the end result will always be victory. Victory, victory, victory. How strong we become when this fact of faith and this love revelation becomes firmly rooted in our heart so thereby depression and discouragement are easily conquered, easily conquered. Nextly, we have boldness before the throne of God. The day of judgment refers to that time when all men will stand before God and be judged according to the deeds done in the body. The sinner on that day will tremble with guilt and cringe in horror. 
the rebellious will recoil in fear at the dreadful sound of God's voice as he pronounces their eternal doom. The blood-washed children will lift their voices in joyful adoration, boldly and gratefully, and gratefully declaring their salvation and inheritance. We will stand boldly before the throne of Almighty God, not dressed in the filthy rags of our own failed attempts at goodness, but rather in the white robe of God's imparted holiness. We will be clothed eternally in that righteousness which is of God by faith. Philippians 3, verse 9. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. By faith. Righteousness which is of God by faith. Not because of all the things we do or all the things we don't do or because we are connected to certain ones, or because we paid for an indulgence, or any of that other, it is solely the righteousness which is of God by faith through Jesus Christ our Lord. We will possess the very boldness in the day of judgment that he promised would be ours. For we are sure that he will continue in his fervent and watchful care over us, ever living to make intercession for our souls. Ever living to make intercession for our souls. Hebrews chapter 7 Verse 25, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Wherefore, he is able also save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Speaking of Jesus, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession them. He's able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. He will set us free from every bondage and finally liberate us to praise him forever.
We will shine boldly like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. We will be bold, eternal examples of the great power of God's love. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. We will be thoroughly convinced of our importance to God. Amen? Amen. If you missed anything tonight, please recast. God said a lot to us in a little bit of time. God said a lot to us in a little bit of time. Amen. We need to recast. We all need to recast. Amen. We all need to recast. This message has to go so deep in us that nothing can turn us around, saints. That nothing can turn us around. We're coming to this place in this end time season of the earth that we have to have a deeper faith than we've ever had before. It's going to take more to stand now than it has ever taken for us before. We cannot depend on the faith we had yesterday. We have to continue and have a deeper faith a more trusting confidence in our God and our Father's love for us than we have ever had in our entire life, in our entire walk with God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's start with Ira. Ira says, Dear MIC members, our Lord hears our prayers. Regardless of what we ask for, nothing is impossible for him. All blessing, glory, wisdom, thanks, honor, power, and might unto our God in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Lord, for that praise report. Lena has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for helping our daughter in the electrician at the home. At home, it is fixed after many months. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord. There were sparks in the basement, but it's fixed now. Praise you, Lord Jesus. NK has a praise report. When I was little and told that I was handicapped, I was also told to push myself. I wound up very with very confused ideas about personal boundaries and limitations. 
I tended towards excess and overdoing everything. I never paid attention to my body to learn how to use it wisely. I just forced it to perform. A lifetime of self-abuse resulted. Recently, I started exercising in a pool, which is what was recommended for me as a toddler. Swimming is a new, very special type of workout that I like a lot. However, I haven't been able to use my body easily outside of the water. Just getting up from the couch or ascending stairs have been painful projects. KK helped me to see that I've been overdoing my workouts and getting ahead of my body's ability to grow and heal. While it's devastating the news to know that I'm still harming myself in ignorance, I I hope and thanks for the good work God is doing. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. She's making another breakthrough. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Caitlin has a praise report. All right, all you children and everyone that is messing with these video games, you need to hear this. I destroyed my virtual reality set and my Nintendo Switch, and afterwards my mind felt so free. I had no fear of my father finding out, and I was just very excited to destroy it. The devil tried to make it undestructible, but we got through it with the hammer of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for freeing my mind from those demonic devices. And that's exactly what they are. Praise you, Lord, for this. JC has a praise report. The high school teacher and school's union building rep is off the ventilator, breathing on his own and fully awake. Thank you, Jesus, for healing Thomas. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And many blessings. Prayer Warriors for interceding for Tom's healing. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Margaret, as a praise report, Jesus has made me aware in a special way that I can draw my retirement savings five years earlier than I thought and only had to apply for it. All the money from my retirement plan was transferred to me on my birthday. Well, what a wonderful birthday present. Happy birthday. Stacy has a praise report. The work warlock was hanging around after most people had left. I had still had a lot of work to do. I noticed that this guy was just playing on the computer after hours. I started binding to Noah Bell. I started singing praise songs. Nothing. I heard truly evil laughter from this poor, possessed man. I believe the Holy told me to play a sermon from Sunday with Dr. Pat singing. I put my phone on speaker. It started it started playing Sunday's sermon about 11 minutes. I looked up. His computer was on, but he was nowhere to be seen. Praise God. Yes, he could not stand the anointing. He had to run from it when the power of God came home. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. I know exactly what happened. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nina has a praise report. The Lord reminded me of how my brakes on my car started scrubbing horribly. My daughter advised me to anoint them, so I walked around my vehicle and anointed all my brakes and prayed over them. Immediately after I started my vehicle, the scrubbing stopped. 
almost a month later, no issues. God is so good. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I wish I'd have remembered that. Thank you, Lord. I learned something tonight. In alms has a praise report. Lord, I just wanted to thank you for doing the work in my mind and my heart, restoring my memory of your word and how to worship you again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. OP has a praise report. After a month, we found our pup. Thank you for keeping your promises, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. DBD has a praise report. God is so good. I posted a prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room yesterday, and God has already started working on it. My family came together to make sure that my dad, who currently has dementia, will have someone with him every day while my mom's in the hospital. Also, my husband agreed without hesitation to finance my trip to Chicago to be with my parents. Hallelujah. Mom is still in the hospital recovering, and I have no doubt that I will be posting a praise report soon about regarding her recovery. Thank you, and God bless all of you who pray with me. To God be the glory. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, saints, listen to this. After Caitlin destroyed her video games, listen to this other praise report. I, I used to stay up, and I haven't been able to I, I used to stay up, and I haven't been able to sleep better now, and I have been feeling better because when I stayed up, I felt sick and fatigued, and I would sleep in the day. But now the Lord improved my sleep schedule, and now I sleep better, and I feel better. Well, praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that miracle. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for all these wonderful praise reports. I just give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. These are awesome praise reports tonight. Praise awesome. you, Lord Jesus. Simply awesome. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bill. Thank you, and thank you for all the persons who shared their praise report with us tonight. You know, Saint. Let me say this. All of that that you give to those videos, those video games, uh, to all of that virtual reality, to all of that extra stuff that's done on the cell phone that's just outright unnecessary and uncalled for and does not lead to a productive end, you have an idol in your life. It comes in between you and the Lord. And Jesus will not force you to get rid of your idol. You have to choose to get rid of your idol. Idolatry, regardless of what avenue you use to arrive at that sin, is an extremely heinous abomination to the Lord. In fact, in some cases, that sin can bring about death. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That includes your hobbies. 
That includes people that you love. That includes relatives and friends, and it especially includes yourself. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Nothing comes before me, God said. Nothing and no one. Amen. Some people put their children before God. That's extremely dangerous. God will not tolerate idols in our lives. So wherever you find that you have put something ahead of God, something's more important than God, something's competing with his time with you and his importance and significance in your life, it's time for you to get serious with yourself and to repent of your own idolatry. A lot of people, their idol is their own will. But we're to submit our wills to God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, there is a restraint. There is a stronghold produced in the mind. When you turn your mind over to electronics and technology, there is a stronghold in the mind, several of them actually, when you turn your mind over to witchcraft. There is stronghold in the mind when you turn yourself over to sexual sin and perversion. And I could go on and on and on. Amen? Think about that. Pray about that. See what God has to say to you. We are, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Father, for that word tonight. We all need to to recast it. And thank you, saints, for the prayer request. We are... Thank you, Lord. Presenting these requests to the righteous judge for his adjudication. And so we're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, has released the long-awaited bill aimed at lifting the federal Prohibition on marijuana. I suppose he thinks everybody ought to drive up and downtown doing whatever they're doing, high as a kite. The Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, unveiled Thursday by Schumer and Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, and Cory Booker, of all people, Democrat of New Jersey. Well, does it surprise me? No would decriminalize marijuana on a federal level and permit states to set their own laws without fear of punishment from Washington. Caitlin Kim, a journalist for the Colorado Public Radio News, tweeted, 
Schumer calls it a framework that includes descheduling cannabis, encouraging states to come up with their own laws, have rules to prevent youth access and impaired driving. Impaired driving, once you get behind the wheel, if your mind isn't functioning properly, you're beginning to become murderous because the first mistake could cost someone their life. Someone could be you. I'm sure law enforcement isn't happy about this at all. I'm certain of that. It encourages states to come up with their own laws, have rules to prevent youth access and impaired driving, expunge federal criminal records for nonviolent cannabis offenses, create opportunity trust funds to help communities. Really? Schumer is talking about cannabis legalization. He and Senators Booker and Wyden are introducing. It is time that Congress catches up with the rest of the country. It's time to end the federal prohibition on cannabis. The three Democrat senators has proposed a discussion draft of the bill more than a year ago. Politico said the odds of the bill passing in the Senate are slim. The bill would expunge federal cannabis-related records while also creating funding for law enforcement agencies to go after illegal cannabis cultivation. They're a joke. As more states legalize cannabis and work towards reversing the many injustices the failed war on drugs levied against black, brown, and low-income people, The federal government continues to lag woefully behind, Booker said. Well, I'm a black person. In case anybody was wondering, let me clear that up. I am a black person. And I am not, nor will I ever be, in favor of this legislation. God didn't call for anybody to be half out of their mind under the influence of spirits of sorcery. You know, there was this famous attorney in this area that pushed for this in the state of Florida. He swore everybody had to have it, especially everybody that was in any kind of pain at all. Well, he pushed it through. And after it went through, He died. Amen. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Congressional Democrats have blocked a resolution that would have condemned the violence directed at churches and pro-life organizations by pro-abortion activists in recent months. On Tuesday, Representative Mike Johnson, Republican of Louisiana, introduced House Resolution 1233, which would express the sense of the House of Representatives condemning the recent attack on pro-life facilities, groups, and churches. The resolution noted 
that since May 2nd, 2022, leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, individuals professing anti-life views have targeted, destroyed, or vandalized numerous pro-life facilities, groups, and even churches to further their radical cause. The leaks Dobbs draft, the leaked Dobbs draft published by Politico indicated that a majority of Supreme Court justices were inclined to reverse the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. The final Dobbs ruling, released on June 24th, ultimately reversed Roe and stated the Constitution doesn't confer a right to abortion. The resolution listed examples of the vandalism directed at churches and pro-life organizations before and after Dobbs. Johnson's resolution would have declared that the House condemns recent attacks of vandalism, violence, and destruction against pro-life facilities, groups, and churches, recognizes the sanctity of life and the important pro-life and the important role pro-life facilities, groups, and churches play supporting pregnant women, infants, and families. The resolution urged the Biden administration to use all appropriate law enforcement authorities to uphold public safety and to protect the rights of such organizations. Johnson elaborated on the need for the resolution on the House floor as the House considered the transportation, housing, and urban, urban Development and Related Agencies Appropriations Act, the Right to Conception Act, and the Respect for Marriage Act. If the previous question is defeated, Republicans will amend the rule to immediately consider House Resolution 1233, Johnson vowed. The previous question was not defeated. As the House agreed to begin debate on three pieces of legislation in a party-line vote, later Tuesday, the House approved the Respect for Marriage Act, which would codify same-sex marriage into federal law, accumulating support from all Democrats and 47 Republicans. The Twitter account for Republicans on the House Rules Committee shared a video of Johnson's speech on the House floor. At House Democrats refused at House GOP request to consider Mike jo- Representative Mike Johnson's resolution condemning the escalating violence and vandalism by radical left-wing activists that care for pregnant women, infants, and families, the House Rules Republicans tweeted. The push to pass the Right to Conception Act and the Respect for Marriage Act, two of the three pieces of legislation House Democrats were seeking to begin debate on, suggests that the Dobbs ruling was very much on their minds. Progressives have feared that the Dobbs decision could pave the way for the U.S. Supreme Court to reconsider other landmark Supreme Court rulings championed by Democrats especially those legalizing contraception nationwide. 
and required all 50 states to recognize same-sex marriages. In a concurring opinion in Dobbs, Justice Clarence Thomas suggested that the court should reconsider the aforementioned cases and determine whether other constitutional provisions guarantee the rights created by those decisions other than the legal fiction of the substantiative due process. The majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito insisted that this decision concerns the constitutional right to abortion and no other right added. Nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. Pro-abortion activists calling themselves Jane's Revenge. Now, we all know that vengeance belongs to God, but here they want to steal some of it from him. Have taken credit for multiple acts of vandalism against churches and pro-life organizations, recently declaring open season. That's usually what you do in hunting, isn't it? On such groups, Johnson believes inaction from the House puts churches, pro-life groups, and the Supreme Court justices at risk. He criticized House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, for only bringing a bill to increase security for Supreme Court justices up for a vote after police arrested a man who admitted he wanted to assassinate Justice Brett Kavanaugh but turned himself over to authority. The bill unanimously passed the U.S. Senate and and ultimately passed the House overwhelmingly six days after the assassination attempt. Radical leftists were emboldened by the inaction of this body in the aftermath of the leaked opinion, Johnson said. When will this body stand up against the mob? When will we restore law and order? Johnson claims that a pro-choice elected officials have done the exact opposite. On multiple occasions since the release of the Dobbs decision, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat of Massachusetts, has echoed the calls from Jane's Revenge, demanding that pro-life pregnancy centers be shut down. Most recently, Warren maintained that such organizations are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that, she added. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts, and we need to shut them down all around the country. Many pro-life pregnancy centers are staffed by licensed medical professionals, and provide things like pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, prenatal care, cancer screenings, and treatment for sexually transmitted diseases. Many also provide families with diapers, wipes, baby formula, baby food, clothing, and other supplies. The executive director of Alternatives Pregnancy Center in Sacramento, California, told the Senate Judiciary Committee last week that her Clint clinic has recently spent up to $150,000 to improve security measures. 
Our clinic is one of the 3,000 pregnancy care centers across America, she said. Each year, hundreds of thousands uh, come to our clinics looking for free medical care, emotional support, and practical resources that will enable them to carry their pregnancies to term. Well, Lord, requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The U.S. Army has so far recruited around half of the 60,000 new soldiers it hoped to enlist by October 1. Officials said on Tuesday, saying that if the downward trend is not reversed, it could have significant impact on combat readiness in the coming years. We've got unprecedented challenges with both both a post-COVID-19 environment and a labor market, but also competition with private companies that have changed their incentives over time. The vice chief of staff of the Army, General Joseph Martin, told a House Armed Services Subcommittee According to AP, the U.S. military has had a difficult time attracting new soldiers, posting its lowest recruitment numbers in decades this year. Last month, the Pentagon admitted it was 23% behind recruiting goals. The problem has been widely blamed on bad advertising specifically the recent trend toward woke advertising, which has been widely mocked on social, social media, and a sloppy, antiquated recruitment system that places too much responsibility in the hands of outside contractors. Facing the most se- severe recruiting problems across all military branches, the U.S. Army is currently offering bonuses up to $50,000, which it could turn out to be much less in practice for a six-year enlistment, but it is still struggling to find enough volunteers. Martin projected that the Army could fall from the expected 400, excuse me, and 76,000 troops to 400,000 by the end of this fiscal year, and to as few as 445,000 by the end of 2023. The Army is facing our most challenging recruiting environment since the inception of the all-volunteer force, Secretary Christine Warmoth said at the hearing. We are facing a very fundamental question. Do we lower standards to meet in strength? Or do we lower end strength to maintain quality, a quality professional force? We believe the answer is obvious. Quality is more important than quantity. An internal Defense Department survey last month showed that just 9% of eligible citizens aged 17 to 24 have any intention to serve in the armed forces, the lowest number since 20,000. 2007. At the same time, the overall number of Americans physically, mentally, and morally qualified to join has dropped from 29% to 23% in recent years. 
According to the Pentagon, the top three reasons potential recruits for wanting to join the military were money, paying for college, and travel. Meanwhile, these top three reasons against joining were listed as fear of injury or death, psychological trauma, and sexual harassment or assault. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, while biblical literalism has long been held as the most dominant method of interpreting scripture among evangelicals, results of a new poll by Gallup show that fewer than half of evangelicals and born-again Christians believe the Bible should be taken literally. Hmm. <laughs> I believe something is said in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. Biblical, biblical literalism holds that except in places where the text is obviously allegorical, poetic, or figurative, it should be taken literally as God's word. The poll conducted through telephone interviews from May 2nd to 22nd with a random sample of 1,700 adults. You know, none of these people called me. I don't know if they called you or not. Found that just 40% of respondents who identify as evangelical or born again view the Bible as the actual word of God, while 51% see the Bible as the inspired word of God meaning that men were inspired by God to write the collection of books now referred to as the Bible. In general, among all U.S. adults, only 20% say the Bible is the literal word of God, which is a historic low, according to Gallup. In 2017, the last time the research firm asked Americans about their view of the Bible, 24% of respondents accepted it as the literal word of God. A record 29% of Americans say the Bible is a collection of fables, legends, and history and moral precepts recorded by man. This marks the first time significantly more Americans have viewed the Bible as not divinely inspired than as the literal word of God. The largest percentage, 49%, choose the middle alternative, roughly in line with where it has been in previous years, Gallup said. In 2015, just under 60% of evangelical churches espoused the literal interpretation of Scripture. In 2019, Pew Research also noted that some 61% of Southern Baptists who tend to express higher levels of religious commitment that Americans overall accepted the Bible as the literal word of God. This share exceeded the share of those who hold this belief among all U.S. adults, 31%, and among other evangelical Protestants, which has fallen to 53%. The recent Gallup data shows that only 30% of Protestants say the Bible is literally true, while just 15% of Catholics do. Almost two-thirds of Catholics view the Bible as the inspired word of God, as was in the case in 2017. Belief in a literal Bible is highest among those who are more religious and those with less formal education, he said. Americans who identify as evangelical or born again are much more likely than others to view the Bible as literally true. 
although even among this group the percentage believing in a literal Bible is well less than 50%. The data from the Gallup poll comes less than a year after a study from Arizona Christian University found that of an estimated 176 million American adults who identify as Christian, just 6% or 15 million of them actually hold a biblical worldview. The study found in general that while a majority of America's self-identified Christians, including many who identify as evangelical, believe that God is all-powerful and all-knowing and is the creator of the universe, more than half reject a number of biblical teachings and principles, including the existence of the Holy Spirit. Strong majorities also errantly believe that all religious faiths are of equal value, people are basically good, and that people can use acts of kindness to earn their way into heaven. The study further showed that majorities don't believe in moral absolutes. Consider feelings, experience, or the input of friends and family as their most trusted source of moral guidance and say that having faith matters more than which faith you pursue. Hmm. Well, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Well, praise the Lord. God will have the last word. I believe it. Brother Marshall, it is surely prayer time. Lord, you said men ought always to pray and not to faint. There's a lot of opportunities the devil tries to put in our faces to say, oh, isn't this terrible, awful. But, Lord, you've got us. You've got all of us. And you're keeping us as the apple of your eye, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for engraving our names in the palms of your hand. Thank you for hanging on that tree because you knew (laughs) without the shedding of your blood, none of us could make heaven. Because, Jesus, you say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You're the door, Lord Jesus. Anybody tries to come up any other way, they're thieves and robbers, you say in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And, Lord Jesus, you made it really, really clear in Galatians chapter 2, knowing that a man is not justified, Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of who? He was around before any of us were. I mean, he has faith. Who are justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, it might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. We can't do good work to make heaven. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, uh-oh, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? You can't just uh, get sprinkled and then go on and live your own life and follow the lust of the flesh. It doesn't work that way. Maybe if you did repent and you got serious with the Lord and then you got backslidden and you said, well, we'll just have a little bit of sex out of wedlock. We're just going to go over here and carry grudges. We're just going to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if we did that, what did we do? We slipped. We need to come back and repent again. Well, we still can't because we don't know when Jesus is coming. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I think that's what happens when people go down in the water with Brother Bill or any other place they get really genuinely baptized. They die to the old man. They put to death the old man. 
They put to death the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and all those things that want to keep us out of heaven. All Satan's little schemes and little plans to say, oh, be very afraid. Oh, the government's bigger than, than God. No, they're not. It's better to better have a fear of the God who can throw us into hell than have a fear of any man. What can a man do anyway? So it's the worst thing any man can do. Just kill the body. But what's the worst thing that can happen with God? Oh, God can say, hey, Marshall, how does your life line up with what I wrote in my book? Because that's how we're all going to be judged. Every single person, including the atheists and all the rest of them. Cut up with that. For if I, through the law, am dead the law, they might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, in Galatians 2.20. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then is Christ dead in vain. You didn't die in vain, Lord Jesus. You poured out your blood, your soul, to purchase us back from all these lies and deception. We know these in the last days. You said in the last days there will be a great falling away, as Pat and others have pointed out, Father God, in Jesus' name. These are the last days, and many have been falling away, because we know you're coming again sooner than when we first believed. Help us all to be ready. You said, watch under prayer. Watch under prayer. Well, how are people supposed to watch? They're supposed to be out there in the desert with 120 degrees and the blazing sun, staring up at the sky waiting for Jesus? Are they supposed to be in Siberia when it's 30 below or 70 below or something like that, looking at the sky? I think we're supposed to be gazing into his eyes. His eyes are red with wine. I could be wrong, but I think we need to be looking to Jesus, reading his word daily. Because that will keep him in perfect peace, his mind is stayed on there. Well, how do we do that? How do we keep ourselves in perfect peace when we look to you, Jesus, the author and finisher of faith? You're the faith. You're the one who, the, the scripture that Sabrina just read in Philippians, where was that, 3-9? Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you, Lord. Cut up a set of it. Cut and, if I be, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that was through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Why did Jesus hang on the tree? Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Father, we ask for your divine intervention and adjudication. Thank you, Father, for giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth. And no one can pluck us out of your hand, Father. And Jesus is at your right hand. And we're seated in him in heavenly places, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. In Jesus' name, even as it is written in your word, we thank you for raising us up together with him by what? By grace. What is grace? According to the strongest concordance, it's the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. When we gaze into that little red cup of, of grape juice or wine or whatever people use for communion, and Jesus says, this is my commandment, like it says in, in uh, where that is. In, anyway, I know it's 15, 12 and following. Is it Romans? I forget. This is my commandment, that you love, and maybe it's John, John chapter 15, 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No greater love with any man than this than lay down his life for his friends. So that's why we pray for those who despitefully use us, because, Father, that little French Huguenot girl in the 1600s was told to renounce the God that she believed in. And, and, and she, she had a newborn, she had a new baby she was nursing. They didn't have formula back then to have people try to take away. They, she was nursing her baby. And they said, you renounce this or we're going to hang you, we're going to kill you. We're going to, whatever, hang her up on a tree. And she said, can I just nurse my baby one more time before I leave my baby? She would never renounce the Lord because she knew him personally, intimately. Lord, help us all to know you personally, intimately, in our heart of hearts, not just in our intellect, 
It may start in the mind, but faith cometh by hearing. But there's a lot more. That we need to hear your still, small voice and say, this is the way. Walk in it. Walk in love. Because the faith you have, Lord Jesus, worketh by love. That's why you said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing when you're hanging on that tree for each of us. We thank you for that blood of sprinkling. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Like it says in Hebrews chapter 7. I think it's verse 22. Thank you, Holy, Holy Ghost, for quickening me, even if someone was praying today. Thank you, Lord, for helping to restore our minds and our hearts, Father God, that we can remember. And no ungodly spirit, as Brother Bill prayed, may snatch away a single word of this amazing message that the Holy Ghost anointed Pastor Sabrina with tonight. No ungodly spirit may steal a single word of the living God from all of our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Because Jesus, who's purchased us with his own blood, says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits, the little demons, are subject unto you, but Father, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So, Father, we rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Thank you, Father, that your arms are not too short to save. We ask you to continue to deliver us all in Jesus' name. We thank you for all the promises in your word that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. For not one word failed of all your good promises. All came to pass, like it says in 1 Kings 8.56. Your word is forever settled in heaven. The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. We ask your divine intervention adjudication. All these different situations, Pastor Sabrina has just read through, and all the witchcraft curses being sent against the body of Christ, those standing for the truth as best they know how, return at least simple with continual repetition. Heads of spirits to send do those demons what they intend to do to us in Jesus' name. And we pray for the witches and the warlocks and those that can repent, Father. Grant them the gifts of repentance. If you get a hold of the real Bishop Kanko and got him to repent, Father, if you can send the Holy Ghost to get a hold of, 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 of Saul of Tarsus, who saw you brighter than the noonday sun on the road to Damascus, if you can get a hold of Khrushchev and others that apparently turned back to their first faith, and you said, God, raise up a child and we shall go. When he was old, he will not depart from it. Apparently, that was the case for Khrushchev. He was the one who was trying to bring in this godless communism, and he gave a, a blueprint of what they were trying to do, and they've been pretty hard on trying to follow after that. But, Father God, the end belongs to you, Lord. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. is the beginning and the end. And every no one got his spare may interfere with a single word of the true living God. Remain expressed forth from every saint, verbally and or non-verbally, in Jesus' name. For thou shalt decree a thing, that shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways, in Jesus' name. As born again, spirit-filled believers, thou shalt decree a thing, in Jesus' name. And we speak blindness to the eyes, and we mute the smiles, and no ungodly spirit may snatch away a single word of the true living God, and no ungodly spirit may monitor us or track us or trace us or any other things. We're hidden in the secret place of the Most High God in Jesus' name, according to Psalm 91, according to Psalm 27, according to Isaiah 28, 7 and 8. In Jesus, no foul knows the path we take because we're following after Jesus. That's the road of righteousness, and they can't even see us. And we think of it. That's how they said when there was a witch who turned away kind of from her, from her uh, coven, and she came to Jesus. She was a new believer, and she saw all the witches, all the others that were in her coven. They were in the mall walking right toward them. She was with Pat, and Pat said, just stay close to me. Don't worry about it. We're hidden under the blood of Jesus. They can't see you. And they walked right by her and couldn't even see her. Thank you for hiding us all, keeping us safe and secure. All the benefits of Psalm 91. All the benefits of Psalm 121. We claim that benefit. Father, we ask for your divine help. All the benefits in your word, including Psalm 103. Including for all those in harm's way, Father God. Including all those trying to bring in the perversion and trying to turn the, the rules all the way around. Because that's what you said you tried to do in the end day. And said in Psalm 103, verse 6, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. We ask you to execute righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. And Father... Give your saints wisdom and discernment, every gift we need by your Spirit, including gifts of discernment, what you want us to do, what you want us to partake of, in Jesus' name, in natural things and 
and some people still using prescription medications, Father God. And we thank you, Father. Yes, I used to some time ago. But, Father God, we thank you that you're changing us all from glory to glory as we look into your face. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And thank you, Father. You gave Jesus back the glory he had with you from before the foundation of the world. As Sabrina admonished us to read John 17, that's verse 5. And Jesus said, Father, I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that may be one as we are. Help us all to be one in that name, the name above all names, because you will not share your, your, your righteousness, your glory with another. We have to be, what? The bride of Christ. And then we're one with him. We're joint heirs with Christ because we're in the beloved. And we thank you for making us joint heirs. Father, every one of these demons, Satan, you're bound. Every mind-blinding spirit is bound. Every spirit of behind sorcery and mind control, every ungodly spirit is exposed and returned to least sevenfold in the heads of the spirits of sentence. Do those spirits they intend to do, to do to us in Jesus' name. We thank you for hasting your word to perform it, Father, in Jesus' name, and exposing. Well, you've been doing a wonderful job of exposing all that these demons are trying to do, Father God, that people are declaring what's going on just out loud. And you said in Proverbs, incredible, where is that, Lord? Chapter 6. Starting at verse 3, men do not despise a thief to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, but when he is found, he shall restore seven spirits of sorcery being sent out to control the people in Congress and different people in positions of authority, people using blackmail, mind control, people using different things. Father, all those spirits sent forth by the trigger tones, trigger words, to try and control Manchurian type candidates, to control them to do mass. Uh, some of the kind of casualties and other things, Father God. We, we sever all those trigger tones from everyone. All this uh, true Christians, those that are trying to serve the Lord, best they know how they, they want to actually vote, because they think it's going to change things, Father God. We ask you, Father God, make their votes count. And if any devil tries to steal their votes, Father God, may it may be turned back on their own heads, Father God, and put through what the people want done according to your will, Father God, in Jesus' name, and increase their votes by a thousandfold. If the devil wants to increase their votes of, of all the demons, you can switch it around the other way, Father. We ask your divine intervention, Father God, for all those in Congress and those in other areas, Father God. Grant them the gifts that they need, Father God. And if any of them need it, Father God, grant them the gifts of repentance, Father God, including those cut up with the various people like Chuck Schumer, Father God, in Jesus' name that think they have a good idea, maybe they think to do, maybe they don't. I don't know. You know what's best, Father God. You created it. And, and it does, some good stuff comes from that. What is that called? Um, it's a nice little thing to add to, to, um, to cereal and stuff like that. But anyway, it's, there's some benefits to it, but it doesn't make people high or loopy. So, Father God, we thank you, Father God. Everything you created is good if it can be received with thanksgiving, if it's made by you and not tainted by the things of this world, the GMO nonsense and everything else. We've got the adjudication righteous judge concerning all Democrats' resolution that would try to cut up a set of a that support the pro-life movement, Father God, in healthy ways and protect people and actually have a rule of law and order, Father God, even according to your simple law. Don't kill other people. Don't carry grudges. Love your neighbors yourself. Whatever happened to that? Oh, I don't think they wanted the Ten Commandments listed in the. That was many decades ago, wasn't it? And they tried to overturn that. Father God, forgive the body of Christ. Forgive us for all of our sins corporately, for the sins of our ancestors, and all of our personal sins are just going along to get along. And can forgive the people in the body of Christ for just going along and being mute when they need to stand up. Give us Holy Ghost boldness, Father God. Wake us up. They that do know their God should be strong and do whatever you want us to do, not by our own strength, 
But the weak say, I am strong. By the power of your spirit, Lord, we ask for divine inter- intervention, adjudication concerning all these other situations that Sabrina read through, Father God, in Jesus' name, including the people that want to get rid of pro-life um, support groups for the, for the women that want to bring their, their babies into the world because they don't have the resources. They have a man that may be a one-night stand, and they're not there for them. And their parents say, oh, I'm going to kill you if you did that. They don't feel loved by their parents, Father. We bind every one of those spirits of rejection by parents, especially by fathers, in Jesus' name. We cancel their assignments to all of us and all those coming into the body of Christ, <clears throat> even as there was that Baptist pastor from Norway who apparently found out about the spiritual revelation of that, and he was able to lead more than, I forget what it was, uh, half a million Muslims to the Lord Jesus because they have a generational spirit of rejection. When Father Abraham calls their ancestor to leave Father Abraham, Father God. So we thank you for overcoming the spirits of rejection, Father God, causing people to turn away from the God who loves them perfectly, Father God. Because your perfect love covers all these terrible sins, Father God, that, that all of us have entertained it differently. Not all of us. Many of us have entertained I don't want to make any blackening statements. We ask for the, for the help of the body of Christ to actually find out what your word says. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word is forever settled in heaven. Your word is the word of truth. Jesus is the word of God. He is true. He cannot lie. Satan is the father of lies. So ask Father God to give people a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. From our position to see heavenly places in Christ, you command to be no further flow of power communication. From the demons down there in the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to all those who have been deceived, including those that are and will be in positions of authority, not just the United States, not just in Canada, not just in Europe, every single nation, whether at least two people who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in Nazareth. There may not be a majority of them in India just yet, but, Father God, many, many people will be drawn to the Lord Jesus, Father. We thank you for those who are standing boldly for their faith in different nations, where they're being under severe persecution, Father God, including Myanmar, Father God. We ask you to deliver the children that are in harm's way, all the children in harm's way, in Jesus' name, and help all those, Father God, that have been uh, made second-class citizens. And we bind every one of those spirits of mind control, every one of whatever their corporate mind control, every spirit of ungodly fear are bound. You say to them, every spirit of lust of flesh, lust of God, pride of life, Leviathan, every ungodly spirit, said, of worship of anything other than the true and living God, whether it's a man-made little created thing or whether it's a man-made idol of... Well, I used to think this particular pastor, that particular pastor was, was, was better than sliced bread. Well, you know what? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we're all being changed from glory to glory. We're all works in progress, and we thank you, Father God, for helping us all to look to Jesus. Because Jesus said, there's, there's no man good but one. So I will praise thee more and more, Lord, because only God really is good. And even as Kanabas said about that, we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And you said in, in Revelation 15, God, I think it's something to do about the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. And it's a good thing to have praise in our heart, Father God. In verses 3 and 4, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee. It's a good thing to have a fear of the living God. O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. Hey, that's a prophecy. All nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. We ask for your intervention and adjudication and judgments on every one of these situations, Father, in Jesus' name, and deliver all of us, all the family members, all the descendants of every believer. And we thank you, Father God, even kind of a set of a quote that about it, even right after the, the beginning of the Ten Commandments in, in uh, Exodus 20, where it talks about having no other God before them. But verse 6 is in there. 
your wonderful grace and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments.